Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question here in this service tonight. And those of you looking in by television, I'd like to ask you a question also. What are you programming yourself for? What are you setting yourself up for? Because people in general are constantly programming themselves for things without realizing it. People are constantly setting themselves up for negative experiences without realizing it. And then some, many times after people condition themselves and set themselves up for certain negative experiences and these negative experiences come into their lives, they say, why did this happen to me? And I want to give you a good example of that right now. A few years ago, when I first came to the city of New York to minister in mass evangelistic work, a lady came to me in counseling and said to me, Reverend Ike, I want you to pray for me. Because I am here in New York City working very hard, trying to keep up with my bills and not making much success. And at the same time, I'm trying to build myself a house back down in South Carolina where I came from. So that when I get old and feeble, I will have somewhere to go to. I can sit out on my front porch in my rocking chair. And so I looked at her and I said, Lady, do you know what you are doing to yourself? Here you are, healthy and strong, and you're programming yourself to become old and feeble. Listen to what she said again. I've talked about her many times. I just finally identified her Sunday. And I'm going to call her up here before the cameras in just a moment. <laughs> I said, you said, you're, you're saying that you're working hard, struggling, trying to build a house so that when you get old and feeble, you will have somewhere to go. I said, do you realize that you are programming yourself to get old and feeble? And so I talked her out of the idea of building a house and preparing it for her days when she would get old and feeble. I said, build a house, but build it to enjoy it. Don't build it for a place to get old and feeble in. It's like these people, you know, who save for a rainy day. Let me tell you, if you save for a rainy day, you're setting yourself up for a rainy day. You're programming yourself for a rainy day. I am not against saving, but don't save for a rainy day. Because if you save for a rainy day, honey, it's going to rain.
We continue now our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. And this is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. In this session, we are studying the parable of the pearl of great price. And we would do well to review at this time our definition of parable. Parable is from a Greek term which means a comparison. My definition for parable is that a parable is a two-story story. One story being obvious or exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the other story being esoteric or within the story or within the outer story. I simply like to say a parable is a story within a story. It is a two-story story. There are two stories running parallel for comparison. Now, the parable of the pearl of great price. You will find the text in the Bible, in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 45th through the 46th verses, and I shall read the text to you. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who when he had found one pearl of great price went and sold all he had and bought it this parable of the pearl of great price is among those parables of jesus called the kingdom of heaven parable because they and this particular parable speak of the kingdom of heaven. The burden of Jesus' message is to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. Therefore, his language, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like unto. For the purpose of this study, the term kingdom of heaven means the mind and its thinking processes. So what Jesus is teaching us in these parables is what the mind is like. For the kingdom of God in man is the mind of God operating in and through man. It gives you some idea of how important it is to understand the mind and its processes, your mind and its processes. As a matter of fact, the real purpose of the whole Bible is to show you the processes of your mind and how they work. Dr. Bachman has a very interesting book titled The Bible as the Story of You, and that very title tells it all. Everything in the Bible is the story of the working of the mind the story of mind and its processes. It is really the story of the working of your consciousness. All of the characters and the events and the places in the Bible are portrayals of the working of the mind, portrayals of the working of consciousness, your consciousness. Take the leading character of the Christian scriptures, for example, Jesus. Jesus is far more than simply a theological figure. 
far more than just a historical figure. If all you get out of the Christian scriptures and Jesus in particular is just the story of a theological character or an historical character, you have missed Jesus as well as the whole revealed Christian scriptures. Jesus in the scriptures represents the God-conscious man. Jesus is the realization and the demonstration of the God-conscious man, the man who is conscious of who and what he is in God and who and what God is in him. Jesus is that mind of God in man which knows its oneness with God. We hear Jesus saying again and again, I and my Father are four. I and my Father are one. And so even that is a, is a giveaway in a sense, but the theologians missed it. I and my Father are one. I am this mind which knows my oneness with God. I am this mind which knows my oneness with God. That may be grammatically incorrect, but it is mystically and spiritually correct. So repeat after me. I am this mind, I am this mind. which knows my oneness with God. Now that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's the Christ. And so in these parables of the kingdom of heaven, we are dealing with mind and its processes as the kingdom of God in man. And it's a wonderful thing to watch the processes of mind. In this parable of the pearl of great price, Jesus repeats and I repeat the text again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man. The mind is like a merchant man seeking goodly pearl, seeking the real values of life, health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and infinite money. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. A very shrewd merchant this mind is. Every mind is a merchant man. Just as I showed you how the mind is always marrying and divorcing, marrying whatever idea it accepts and divorcing every idea it rejects, Again, we're studying about the mind. You see, we're always talking about the mind. I don't care how you put it. The Bible talks about the mind in hundreds, yea, thousands of different ways. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is really never, ever talking about anything but the mind. Consciousness. Every mind is a merchant man. And the mind is always buying and selling Selling and buying. Your mind is a busy place. Your mind is doing business all the time. Even when you're asleep, your mind is doing business. For again, there are two major departments of mind, conscious and subconscious, 
And even while you are asleep at night on the conscious mind level, the subconscious mind is doing business. This is why a lot of things happen to people and they don't know how or why. And they said, oh, tell me that I thought this up. What you subconsciously believe is always doing business in the marketplace of life. P.P. Quimby, a great and early mind scientist, said these words, I found that if I really believed something, it would happen whether I was consciously thinking about it or not. Once that deep subconscious level of mind buys an idea, marries an idea, that idea will be busy buying every other idea that goes along with it and selling the same. This is a part of the meaning of the scripture. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is desperately wicked. There's a better way to translate that. The heart is very secretive. The conscious mind is not always aware of what's in the subconscious. And this is why many times things will crop up that the conscious mind doesn't even know about or even forgot about. Not only does the subconscious mind buy ideas from the conscious mind, but the subconscious mind many times buys direct from the universal subconscious, wholesale, skipping the retail level. How many ideas have individuals subconsciously bought wholesale? When did you first buy the idea that you were going to die? You don't know. You bought that subconscious to subconscious. Where do people get their various negative ideas? If I were to list ideas, well, you take the idea of physical death, for example. Very few people can tell me the exact time, place, when you bought the idea of physical death. Just like that, you have subconsciously bought a lot of other ideas, subconscious to subconscious. Write a question, where did I get this idea? And probe yourself for all of the basic ideas that you accept. Because you see, whatever idea is in your subconscious mind, it's going to be buying and selling according to its nature. And so you bought a lot of stuff and didn't even know when you bought it. Every mind is a merchant man in the marketplace of life. Every mind is continually doing business, buying and selling whatever it believes. What are you buying? What are you selling? Whose religion have you bought? The God you believe in, you bought him too. Some of you have bought Billy Graham's God. Some of you bought John Calvin's God. A few of you bought Reverend Ike's God. A lot of you bought your mama's God. Not too many of you have bought your own God. Paul had gone through that process, and this is why we hear him say in many of his letters, my God. You see, you've got to buy your own concept of God. This is the true meaning. It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everyone.
Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica. And Tasia. Peace, everyone. Um, hope everyone can hear us. We tested our mic, so we're just going to believe that you guys hear us okay. Um, had a good week. The week started off. Great because what Sunday was Valentine's Day, yeah. So, um, but as far as the work week goes, like for me, finally mellowing down. Like, my job, we have reached deadlines and no more, um, little stressors or markers to make. Like, finally able to breathe and enjoy work from home last kind of living. <laughs> and um, speaking of working from home, I think um, everyone, a lot of people, not everyone, not of course everyone doesn't work from home, but a lot of people work from home, and it's time for people to get really creative on um, surprises and things like that from, because you work from home. Before, when you get flowers and stuff like that, it was to kind of like make everybody else at the office jealous. I don't know. <laughs> or, <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. But, or, you know, um, you know, really make your significant other feel special. So, even if it's not flowers, it's something that you could send your lover um, something to the job and it just singles them out, helps them feel special. Mm-hmm. But I think um, these times, like an opportunity for you to uh, be more creative. Yeah, I was going to say up your creative, <laughs> yeah, your creative mind. Uh, get that creativity going. Uh, what is it, the left side of your brain, I think? I don't know, but <laughs> get, the, your, get, that, uh, get that going because there's plenty of ways to make people feel special. Um, but yeah. So, I don't know, maybe some more special deliveries or something like that. But, yeah, how's your week going, please? Oh, it was fun. It kind of went fast. Um, started off really well mm-hmm. with Valentine's Day. Um, that went very well. I received, yes, and I didn't even mm-hmm. expect it, you know. It was nice it's to good. have something. Um, I, I think I fed so much positiveness into it because mm-hmm. uh, it's easy. For yourself. Yeah, for myself because you could, uh, being single, single mm-hmm. woman, you could get down on yeah. that day. It's actually a depressed time for a lot of women that long to be with someone or that feel lonely, you know. Some people are with people and still feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. just a recap you, from last week, you bought yourself things for Valentine's Day. Yeah. and um, So you invested in yourself and your things that you received more. Yeah, it was an abundance. Because I, I put that energy out, you mm-hmm. know, and I got a return. Yeah. From what I invested from other people, and it just felt really good to um, see that, you know, 
all the love that surrounded me that there are people that love me, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, even my daughter, which she's very thoughtful. Yeah, that was very sweet. Yeah, her and my, my dad. And uh, pretty much they bought me some chocolates and flowers. Yeah, it was very thoughtful. It was just the message behind it, like what your daughter told you, um, you know, that was thoughtful. That was very sweet. So that she, you know, took the time to make sure you were taken care of. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was, it was just a good weekend because we went bowling the night before. Yeah. And forgot all about how fun bowling is and also how late bowling can be. Like, I think the place isn't close to what one a Yeah, which they say that we have a curfew, that we had a curfew here, but it doesn't even feel like there was even a curfew. Yeah, let that go. People are saying that, and I don't know anything about it. But now they're saying that the bars and things are open, which I thought they were always open, but I guess places with bars, they had to shut down at 10. So now they're open. Yeah. For however late their hours used to run. But yeah, so. Yeah, so it was more than just, it's more than just, the gifts, you know, receiving because it can be. Yeah, it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be. It, it should be. Um, but the love is that deep. There's not some people. This is the time for people to make up. <laughs> you know, this is the time yeah. with some relationships that are a little straddle in the fence where they were going through a little rough patch. Mm-hmm. It definitely is the season for people to make up. So then they invest their you know, their time, their money into making their significant other feel special. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, for me, I'm speaking for myself. Okay. It's it's more mm-hmm. than just the material aspect of it because um, I got to spend time with, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. And um, like you said, we went bowling and um, yeah. which that was fun. And then me and the girls, we made treats, so we made cake pops. That's right. That's and um, I forgot so, about that. Uh, pretzels. Pretzels covered for what? Yeah, it was icing pretzels. Yeah. And some cake pops. And what? Um, we're supposed to make chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah, but, I thought you, yeah, but we just ate the strawberries. Yeah, we just ate the strawberries with the champagne. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but, um, um, but they love that. Like, the children loved the activities. They were so excited to be making cake pops. I just wanted to watch a movie, but they wanted to get up and make these cake pops. So they were doing that in and out of watching movies. I was like tired from the like the night before, but um, but you know it's still it's a holiday, so it gave us reason to do what we do best, which is just spend a lot of family time and then also go to my mother's house, who's also. Um, cooked for us, mm-hmm. and she had a tradition. So it's just like you you create your own family yeah. tradition. My mom used to always make us steak dinners. And so, you know, and as we got older, we were able to bring our, you know, our boyfriends and my brothers. They were able to bring their girlfriends. Or I didn't bring anybody mostly to the house because I, I don't know. It takes, I'm kind of picky on who to bring home. Yeah. So, but anyway, it was it started off just for us. So mm-hmm. my mom did that for her children. That's just what she did. And I mean, it was nice. It was like we, it was something to look forward to. So this could be an idea for you guys out there. You can start your own family tradition. It's not always about 
um, you know, the, the adult love. But the children love for uh, for us, my mom made steak dinners and you know, we would eat it candles, candlelight, mm-hmm. um, flowers, she would have rose centerpiece or something like that. Um, which was very special. So she kept those traditions for a long time. I'm talking like just like a couple of years ago, we kind of just phased out of that because life happens, you know, like our brothers and their relationships and, you know, so, but anyway, we still, she still cooks a lot. Like she made gumbo and um, this is around the time when she makes it like kind of like in January. So it's either like for New Year's or something, but it's something to look forward to. She made a lot of food. It wasn't just gumbo, but mm-hmm. we go over there, we spend time with her, we sing, we dance, we leave, we come back home, and we still, you know, had the fun going because mm-hmm. we wanted to watch the movies we wanted to watch on Sunday night. So it was just overall very fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, overall. So... That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, so I guess at the end of the day, you feel full, right? You feel full, yeah. I mean, especially you, Paige, because that was, you did get a lot. So, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, people, this is the time either people invest in it a little bit more, put a little bit more effort. Um, I think, of course, people say, oh, every day is Valentine's Day. Oh, you don't need. Uh, what, a holiday like this just to show your lover that you care about them, but do you do that throughout the year? People mm-hmm. say that, but they don't do it. How often do you get flowers delivered to you or you deliver flowers to someone you love, your significant other, or how often are you buying them a random gift throughout the year so they can feel like, oh, Valentine's Day is just another day to me because my person showers me with love or shows me that they love me all the time. That's not norm. That's not everybody's norm. And I'm not talking about, like, you ha- I'm not saying you have to have material things, but yeah. people do not always show it. And it's okay to have this reminder of a holiday to do that. Um, I'm not big on holidays like that, but I always do, like, Valentine's Day, you know? I don't always have to celebrate on that day. I like it to be, like, before that day, typically, you know. But, yeah, whatever you do, do mm-hmm. you. You know, like I said, the holidays give me a reason to spend family time or celebrate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, family time. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's, like, one of my, that's, like, my main love language is quality time, so. Yeah. I value that very much. Mm-hmm. And it's like you were saying something earlier about like in the future it won't be the same. Oh, well, I was talking about in the aspect of gifts as far as um, I believe it is okay to buy yourself presents mm-hmm. um, because and gifts because, you know, I can't wait around for somebody to buy treat you the way you want to be yeah, treated. Yeah, treat me the way that I want to be treated. And um, I can't wait around for, or I can't expect for um, 
somebody do that, you know? You have to, yeah. And but what you just did, what did you say? You put it out there so you mm-hmm. receive a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're, whoever you is going to be your person, um, your significant other is going to be just that. And yeah. people, they're going to do and that. And then, you're putting out. yeah, I put that out there. And it's like, I'm not, I'm might not like what I like now later on, you know? And it's really setting that standard, you know, I do this for myself, so you have to at least meet this this bar, you know, Um, and then not to be so, I don't want to say surprised or um, in awe of what somebody can give me. Um, I see it sometimes with um, guys. Uh, I was in some relationships where they would buy me things or try to buy me things, and it'd be super early in the relationship or it'd be mm-hmm. too soon, and it's just like yeah. just so they can try to woo me over with with that, and I don't want. Well, also they had an expectation. So everybody, you don't want to receive everyone's gifts because everyone's intentions are not right. pure. So you also, and I believe their intentions wasn't pure. Right. But so it's not it's not to say that it's a bad thing to do. Right. It's just what they intended, what they expected with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes time, you know, it's just like, okay, this is nice, but right. what is this attached to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, like I said, you know, like just like you don't want to see all money as good money, you don't certain investments, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to see if it's not pure like good intentions, I should say. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, same thing. So that's a good point that you made. But yeah, it's definitely okay to buy and do for yourself. You cannot wait around because if you do, like what other you will have like unrealistic expectations. Because mm-hmm. if you don't even treat yourself, so a lot of women don't even know how to love themselves yet. So. How can you expect someone to love you? I know people say that, but if you, like, everybody really thinks this through. If you really want someone to love you a certain way, how can they, if you don't know what that feels like for yourself? So, mm-hmm. you know. That, yeah, that's big, yeah. You know, so it's like a, it's like a wishful thinking, a more of a fantasy type thing. And I know, like, for me, like, just shifted a little bit, like, I mean, if we all, like, if I wanted to wait for someone to rescue me or, you know, I stay with my mother and wait for someone to come finally marry me and take me away and they have a house on a hill, that's my fantasy. And if I was a waiter for them, I would still be waiting because that would not happen. Not yeah, it could life. happen, but it might not. <laughs> it may not happen. That, but people that do that, mm-hmm. you risk it not happening, or it may take much longer than you planned it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. That I, That reminds me of um, Ruth mm-hmm. and Boaz. Like, when Boaz told Ruth, she was in the field working. She was working. Mm-hmm. She was doing what she had to do day to day. And he's seen that in her. Mm-hmm. And um, so she, mm-hmm. she was not just, you know, she was working towards. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not in the fact that she wanted to be seen, but no, she didn't even know that she was being they would watched. Yeah. So, so you just, she would have just 
stayed out of his if sight. She would have, yeah, stayed home, mm-hmm. didn't do what her mother-in-law told her to do. She wouldn't have saw a favor in someone else's eyes. She wouldn't have been, you know, you got to go out. I'm not saying go out. But you got to put yourself out there, but not in the, <laughs> you know, not in the wrong way. Or whatever honors you, that right? You can do it your way, you know, but. Yeah, but if I were to waited, I wouldn't have my home. I wouldn't even be where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just waiting on someone. I have that mindset, I should say. You know, but yeah, you. I, I mean, have this to build off of. If you're trying to build a dynasty, you got to have something to add to it. So mm-hmm. that's true. You got to have. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got. You got to have something. Yeah, I mean, at least I have something. So. You know, I'm just saying, don't wait for anybody to mm-hmm. do. But if someone's willing to help you, oh yeah, receive it. Oh yes, if absolutely. someone's willing to take this load <laughs> off of you, remove this cup, yes, that would be awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I yeah, the fantasy is a oh, let me just get this rich. He was the one that 
prepare his child or children. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was a good father or had full custody of their child. I did not. I did not attract deadbeat fathers or guys that were not didn't have a good relationship with the mother in order to be a child. Like I would not be able to live with a guy like that that did not take care of his his responsibilities. I love children, so there's no way I'm going to, like, be with somebody and know that he has a child or children, and you never see your child. Mm -hmm. You know, I just can't live. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are some grimy women out there. I know some personally, okay? I know all men are not deadbeats on purpose. I do know that. I I know someone that literally ran from a guy, ran to, to the point, oh, it was bad, you know, ran him off. I mean, he was very active and very trying to be in his child's life, and she just made it so no. Mm-hmm. You know, but okay. I'm not talking about those guys. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones you do not even try hard enough. And then you're going to wait till it's too late. You're waiting till they're like 14, and then you want to talk about co-parenting, and what they're almost grown now. You know what I mean? Like, no. And then the thing is, when a child gets older, they're going to be like, why didn't you fight for me? Never too late. Well, actually, sometimes I can say never. Sometimes it is too late. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but while they're, if they're still a minor, you should try to fight for your child or at least let them know, like write them a letter or something. Um... Try a little bit harder. Try to do something with the mom. Communicate in a good way. I don't know. But mm-hmm. we definitely, the men need to do better. Women, we need to do better as well. You know, knowing that you brought life in this world with someone else. Um, it's not just your child. Um, try to work it out for the child because they're the ones that suffer a lot mm-hmm. from yeah, I mean they're sad. Like when your 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 child is sad when they're behind closed doors when they're by themselves when they're in their own thoughts throughout the day when they see someone else being a good father figure, you know mm-hmm. they're sad. You know they think about that. I won't say they're necessarily sad at that moment, but they think like why couldn't my dad be like this? You know so yeah. So yeah, we just went off track a bit. But, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so it it was lover season, and it still can be like people keep that same energy going. Don't let it stop. If y'all had a great week, keep that going. I mean, you don't gotta go all out. I don't know how y'all did this year. If y'all went all out for someone, but hey, if you have those cuddles or whatever, do those cuddles again this weekend. You don't gotta. Rose petals and some champagne or something. But, um, or if you didn't, you know, have some flowers delivered or go and, I don't know, get a rose. You know what I mean? I know my friend last year, she was just happy to get a rose, you know? <laughs> so, there's a whole story of that, a black chocolate. But, yeah, I also like going into <laughs> other people's business, but yeah. Yeah, but you could keep it going, though. Valentine's Day chocolates half 50% off oh, right now. Everything's 50% off. <laughs> everything's 50% off. 
if you're just not into that, like, I mean, yeah. like, into holidays, cause I, I get that. Like, I really, really, mm-hmm. really so, Yeah, because they, they be making something. Well, in the word Valentine, Cupid, and all that stuff, the real reason behind it all, just, you know, I do that. Just, you know, call it something else if you want, or just make it your own. Something. If you want, we can celebrate it on another day. You don't got to get anything that says Valentine's. You don't even got to get anything red. Go out there and get, um, I don't know, a spa package or something. Mm-hmm. And go get couples massages. Or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. Like you said, you have to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. That's the type of stuff I think of. So, I don't know. If you guys have good ideas out there, y'all let us know. Cause, I don't know. I don't know. Pay for the woman to get her hair done. Facial, facial, self care. Think outside the box. If you're, if you're a woman, doesn't go and get facial. Find her up. Pay for her to go get a facial. You know, or if she doesn't get massages, or if she doesn't get pedicures, work that out. Think out outside the box because they don't do that stuff for themselves. So try to think of something that they. They don't do for themselves, but it's more of a self-care or, like, even a foot detox. Yeah, or even, like, even, like, just make a nice bubble bath for it or something. And yeah. Put yes. nice music on and candles. Burn or something. What is it? Um, what are those? Bath bombs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, you know, let's let's turn up our creativity, especially during uh the pandemic, especially during working from home days, you know, this COVID stuff, look, get more, y'all just need to get creative out here. Like I said, she's not at work in front of all her friends. That doesn't mean she doesn't want to do things. So, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But some things blow up in people's faces, you know, so far as the way go. I love myself. <laughs> 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 All right, so to it. did not turn out good. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Life But, yeah, so let's see. Um, I wanted to make mention of I was gonna talk about next week. Oh, next week. Um, not a show next week. Right, there's not a show next week. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be on next week because I'll be out of town. I thought about calling in, but that's just gonna be a lot. So, um, we're not gonna have a show next week, but we will be on the week after, and we're gonna try. We're trying to work it out. We really are. We have a challenge. I don't even wanna say it. I know because I just, feel just like don't say it. Just don't, 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 don't say it. Really? Okay. We're not going to say it. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> okay. We're going to try to, we're being creative this, in this season. We're going to try to surprise you guys. So, yeah, we won't say it. We'll try to surprise our viewers and callers, our listeners. We're going to surprise you guys too. Yes. That's good. We'll do that. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Are you 
Yeah, so when it comes down to it, it's about yourself and valuing yourself and investing in yourself. So that when somebody else comes around, they'll see your value and they're like, okay, and then they can add to it. So, um, yeah. Adding. Adding. That's what it's all about is adding, multiplying. Yeah, and what what do you bring to the table? So if you're bringing something, they bring something, that's just greatness, you know? Mm-hmm. And we all can work on being great and even better. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, I agree. Mm-hmm. You're a queen, so treat yourself as such, carry yourself as such, you know, embody that, you know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Modesty and all that, yeah. But um, there's nothing wrong with knowing the self, knowing of who you are, and being mm-hmm. confident in that. Um, but I think you, like honestly, like if I think about where you were like a few years ago to where compared to where you are now, that you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Like definitely. I mean. I can look at this in a, in a way you're buying yourself something, making yourself look good. Fine. That's actually a good place to be. Like, you're more, like, confident. It's not like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it definitely is hope builds your confidence. Because um, you're like, I deserve this. I do. Mm-hmm. So, why? Why? No one can, honestly, no one can do it better than you. <laughs> anyway, you know. Because I know exactly what I want and the exact <laughs> color I want, where exactly to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then, but you said something earlier, and I know you said it in your way, but what I was thinking is your needs and your desires, once all that changed, I mean, I know guys probably think women are already complicated, but as we evolve and grow, I may mm-hmm. not even want, no, right now I like flowers. See, I love flowers. I always okay. like flowers. So, but like but, in a couple of years, I might be like, why would you, you know, I don't know. I may be, what, what else would I want? I may want you to buy me a tree. Yeah. A certain type of tree. Yeah, and I could see I it get planted. I, I, I just it. thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> like a little Japanese tree or something. I was like, why? Yeah, so I, I, like, like, I, I, I absolutely love roses, and I'm like, oh, I just want a rose bush. So I could just have roses whenever I want fresh roses, just cut them and then put them in the vase. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut them. Yeah, so you're right. We do evolve. We do change. Yeah, so just take the time with your with your person. It might take some work, but yeah, get in tune with each other. As we both grow, connect, connect more. Intimacy is very important. Connection is very important. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to evolve and grow. When you feel a disconnect, or when you feel like um, this isn't going the way I thought it was a bit boring, then that's when we should connect even more. Yeah. That just gives you, should give you, it, it actually doesn't always give you momentum to keep going. If anything, gives you momentum to kind of bow out. But, no, it should push you in the direction of, like, when the let me try to connect in a different way. And it keeps it more interesting because you don't get bored with 
you can get bored. Like, I mean, if it was so routine for Valentine's Day to be every weekend or every month, you know, I mean, make your own Valentine's Lover's Day. You might need Valentine's Day every month. No, well, we talked about that last week, you know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, make make time. Make time with your, it's important to make time. Go on dates. Dates are unnecessary. Um, listen to her when she says she needs something. If she says she needs time, she says she needs date. If she says, she, I mean, most of the time women just want, I mean, I don't know, like to cuddle and like chill. Like a lot of women like that. They need emotional connections. You know, I don't know. Just know your person. Yeah. And if there's something that you don't know about them, question them. Ask them a little bit more questions in depth. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. That's just about it for me. Yeah, I gave some good advice. Oh, that's very yeah. You gave some advice. You gave some things with me yeah, about, about a lot of stuff. We talk about a lot of things, but I think it's it's important for everybody to it's important for everybody to experience this love that happens. So your children mm-hmm. and the adults, you know, everybody, because. One thing I can say is I had my my mom had my her family's tradition. You had yours. Your mom had her family's yep. tradition. Yes, yeah, she did. Valentine's tradition. You do yours with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And they'll never forget it because I never forgot it. You know, I'm like candlelight date dinners. That was like the best. We yeah. looked forward to it. Cause it and it always kind of felt like a surprise. Like walk through the door. It's like mm-hmm. so other people that do it because I've seen a video um, on IG of this father and his two daughters, how he made them a little dinner. They had oh. apple juice. and It was just the cutest thing. He had, They had McDonald's, and they, he put it all fancy, like, with the orange slices, and oh. it was just the cutest <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to make sure. Yeah, the children feel loved, too. Oh, yeah. That reminds me real quick, the story of a little girl from IG, her, the, um, the dad got the mom stuff, and the baby was just like, oh, oh you yeah. know, like, hold on, he didn't get me anything. She's like, okay, well, let's call daddy and tell him. And so, yes, Shirley, he came home. She had to have the show, whole shebang. So mm-hmm. She had a car. She had balloons. She had flowers. You know, just do some mom, and we your little princess out. Yeah. I mean, she was not having it. She was so sad. I was like, oh. But it was really cute. Yeah. And, and he, he had some stuff for her, and little did she know. She didn't know. She didn't know. But, yeah. I just love that because, you know, our little girls need, need that, you know, mm-hmm. from their father. And if they have, yeah, so important. So from the father figure, yes, love on your princess. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. Just do something special for your little queens out there because they need to know firsthand how to be treated. Mm-hmm. So it starts with hope. So she doesn't have that. She'll look for love in the. It'll be harder for her to find love. Sometimes they look for love in the wrong places. So in the in the wrong way because they don't know. 
And if we as females don't make them feel special as well, then they'll give in to anything because they don't know how. Mm-hmm. So, like, your daughter will be able to say, like, you know, she watched you and your process. She knows how it's supposed to be. She knows from all of us. It's a community. So from me and my fiance, she can see different relationships. She has her grandfather. She has her aunts her uncles. So that's good. She'll still have her own experience, but at least we've instilled enough from, you know, she can't say she didn't know, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then teach her young gentlemen how to be gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Teach our young, young kids out there how to be. Start with home. We got to love more. Love all your children. So, yeah. So, anyway, announcement Sunday. Seven o'clock. We have independent thinkers with us, um, and then on Mondays we have Monday at seven, um, seven p.m. And then Tuesdays we have Truth Tuesday with Akeem L at seven, and then Wednesdays we have Solomon's Temple at ten a.m. And then on Thursdays we have Oh, Yours Truly the Divine, Divine Connection, Connection Show. <laughs> With but Jessica and Tasia seven, <laughs> but we will not be there next, next Thursday. Thursday. But we may still play something for you guys. So hopefully you tune in. Because honestly, what we what, what we play today, I wanted to listen to some more. Um, it's just good. I mean, basically, my biggest takeaway from Reverend Ike today was it. Well, it really coincided with something I just recently watched. So it just basically told me, like, man, your subconscious mind just has to be popping. Like, it has mm-hmm. to be um, flooded with a bunch of positive and great things. So your subconscious can be fed, mm-hmm. and as it feeds and as it breathes, you know, you're going to start to receive. Mm-hmm. Have to renew it yeah. every day. It's more than every day. day. A few times a day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just what's going on in your subconscious. It makes you think like those that are down and out, you know, if you're having a hard time. Like, even for me, like, I have to catch myself, like, not having wrongful, like, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like, which you, it's different. Like, which you, like, what I'm saying right now on the air, over the airwaves, like, do I really believe that? You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not that's not how I feel right now, but I'm just saying, like, in general, like, you know, you could be after something and think that you're ready for this next level, and it's mm-hmm. like, is your subconscious battling that, though? Mm-hmm. Like, how you really feel, mm-hmm. you know? You have to always be, educate yourself so you when, can. Like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, so you can re-correct and retrain. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious and yeah, shut it down the moment that negative stuff like mm-hmm. Yep, training thoughts like when that stuff starts creeping in, like shut it down. Like you know, mm-hmm. procrastination. Uh uh-uh. And your reaction to your thoughts. Reaction to your thoughts. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you gotta draw that stuff out too. Mhm. 
like when you find yourself with this negative thought, just retrain it right down the same line, positiveness, a positive line, right, at like 10 times to kind of like reset yourself, like an affirmation, like a sentence, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That will be an active way of battling, yeah, mm-hmm. reprogramming your subconscious. And then, you know, body music or something or inspirational sound. So, yes, we'll let you go, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the support. Make sure you check us out um, on our website, jtmuse.com, where you can find all the things that um, you can get remedy from, that we have received remedy from a lot of it, from credit repair, third-party debt, vaccination exemption. We also have our e-book on there. Um, check it out. We have a whole lot of other things on there as well that you can purchase, as well as a passport um, process as a national and not a U.S. citizen. Um, other things on there. So check us out, jtnews.com, jtnews.com. Have a good night, everyone. Peace. We continue now our series titled Wisdom for Happy, Successful Living. And this is an esoteric study of selected parables of Jesus. In this session, we are studying the parable of the pearl of great price. And we would do well to review at this time our definition of parable. Parable is from a Greek term which means a comparison My definition for parable is that a parable is a two-story story, one story being obvious or exoteric, E-X-O-T-E-R-I-C, the other story being esoteric or within the story or within the outer story. I simply like to say a parable is a story within a story. It is a two-story story. There are two stories running parallel for comparison. Now, the parable of the pearl of great price. You will find the text in the Bible, in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 45th through the 46th verses, and I shall read the text to you. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who when he had found one pearl of great price went and sold all he had and bought it this parable of the pearl of great price is among those parables of jesus called the kingdom of heaven parable because they And this particular parable speaks of the kingdom of heaven. The burden of Jesus' message is to show us what the kingdom of heaven is like. Therefore, his language, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of heaven is like unto. 
For the purpose of this study, the term kingdom of heaven means the mind and its thinking processes. So what Jesus is teaching us in these parables is what the mind is like. For the kingdom of God in man is the mind of God operating in and through man. It gives you some idea of how important it is to understand the mind and its processes, your mind and its processes. As a matter of fact, the real purpose of the whole Bible is to show you the processes of your mind and how they work. Dr. Bachman has a very interesting book titled The Bible as the Story of You. And that very title tells it all. Everything in the Bible is the story of the working of the mind, the story of mind and its processes. It is really the story of the working of your consciousness. All of the characters and the events and the places in the Bible are portrayals of the working of the mind, portrayals of the working of consciousness, your consciousness. Take the leading character of the Christian scriptures, for example, Jesus. Jesus is far more than simply a theological figure, far more than just a historical figure. If all you get out of the Christian scriptures, and Jesus in particular, is just the story of a theological character or an historical character, you have missed Jesus as well as the whole video Christian scriptures. Jesus in the scriptures represents the God-conscious man. Jesus is the realization and the demonstration of the God-conscious man, the man who is conscious of who and what he is in God and who and what God is in him. Jesus is that mind of God in man which knows its oneness with God. We hear Jesus saying again and again, I and my Father are four. I and my Father are one. And so even that is a, is a giveaway in a sense, but the theologians missed it. I and my Father are one. I am this mind which knows my oneness with God. I am this mind which knows my oneness with God. That may be grammatically incorrect, but it is mystically and spiritually correct. So repeat after me. I am this mind, I am this mind. which knows my oneness with God. Now, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. That's the Christ. And so in these parables of the kingdom of heaven, we are dealing with mind and its processes as the kingdom of God in man. And it's a wonderful thing to watch the processes of mind. In this parable of the pearl of great price, Jesus repeats, and I repeat the text again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man. 
The mind is like a merchant man seeking goodly peril, seeking the real values of life, health, happiness, love, success, prosperity, and infinite money, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. A very shrewd merchant this mind is. Every mind is a merchant man. Just as I showed you how the mind is always marrying and divorcing, marrying whatever idea it accepts, and divorcing every idea it rejects. Again, we're studying about the mind. You see, we're always talking about the mind. I don't care how you put it. The Bible talks about the mind in hundreds, yea, thousands of different ways. But Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is really never, ever talking about anything but the mind, consciousness. Every mind is a merchant man, and the mind is always buying and selling, selling and buying. Your mind is a busy place. Your mind is doing business all the time. Even when you're asleep, your mind is doing business. For again, there are two major departments of mind, conscious and subconscious. And even while you are asleep at night on the conscious mind level, the subconscious mind is doing business. This is why a lot of things happen to people and they don't know how or why. And they said, oh, tell me that I thought this up. What you subconsciously believe is always doing business in the marketplace of life. P.P. Quimby, a great and early mind scientist, said these words, I found that if I really believed something, it would happen whether I was consciously thinking about it or not. Once that deep subconscious level of mind buys an idea, marries an idea, that idea will be busy buying every other idea that goes along with it and selling the same. This is a part of the meaning of the scripture. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is desperately wicked. There's a better way to translate that. The heart is very secretive. The conscious mind is not always aware of what's in the subconscious. And this is why many times things will crop up that the conscious mind doesn't even know about or even forgot about. Not only does the subconscious mind buy ideas from the conscious mind, but the subconscious mind many times buys direct from the universal subconscious, wholesale, skipping the retail level. How many ideas have individuals subconsciously bought wholesale? When did you first buy the idea that you were going to die? You don't know. You bought that subconscious to subconscious. Where do people get their various negative ideas? If I were to list ideas, well, you take the idea of physical death, for example. Very few people can tell me the exact time, place, when you bought the idea 
of physical death. Just like that, you have subconsciously bought a lot of other ideas, subconscious to subconscious. Write a question, where did I get this idea? And probe yourself for all of the basic ideas that you accept. Because you see, whatever idea is in your subconscious mind, it's going to be buying and selling according to its nature. And so you bought a lot of stuff and didn't even know when you bought it. Every mind is a merchant man in the marketplace of life. Every mind is continually doing business, buying and selling whatever it believes. What are you buying? What are you selling? Whose religion have you bought? The God you believe in, you bought him too. Some of you have bought Billy Graham's God. Some of you bought John Calvin's God. A few of you bought Reverend Ike's God. A lot of you bought your mama's God. Not too many of you have bought your own God. Paul had gone through that process, and this is why we hear him say in many of his letters, My God. You see, you've got to buy your own concept of God. This is the true meaning of the Christian invitation which says accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You have got to make God personal to you. And you've got to be sure that it is your concept. Mama's God just may not serve your purpose. Some of you bought the Baptist God. Some of you bought the Catholic God. Some of you bought the Lutheran God or the Presbyterian God or the God of some other evangelist. Some of you might have bought Jonathan Edwards' God, the God that delights in dropping sinners into the pits of hell. I won't call his name, but I heard an evangelist on television saying how he woke up one night just burdened for souls because he saw souls just dropping into hell. Well, I will not buy his God. The hell with his God. I'm not buying any God that delights in dropping souls into hell. Of course, that gives the evangelist good job. Uh, the soul-saving business is very profitable. Ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it. What you subconsciously believe about God is a part of your self-concept, right? What concept of God have I bought? Closely examine your concept of God. You're a merchant man. You have bought somebody's God. I have an interesting experience all the time whenever I meet a person who calls himself or herself an atheist or an agnostic. And you know what I've really found out about atheists and agnostics? It's not that they don't believe in God as such. It's just that they won't buy the God of organized religion. I mean, don't call a man an atheist because he won't buy Reverend Ike God or Billy Graham's God. Don't call a man an atheist because he won't buy the Lutheran God or the Baptist God or the Holy Rollers God. Again, getting back to Paul, who had decided his own concept of God so that he referred to my God. In one place he says, my God shall supply all your needs. <laughs> now buy that concept. We heard a testimony from a young lady here about her aunt who was dying with cancer in the final stages, stinking with it. And she came here and she was even afraid to ask us to pray for her aunt because her aunt belonged to a church 
where they believed that that was God's will, that sickness was God's will. You see that bill of goods that that woman bought? So anyway, this lady dying with cancer had obviously bought the God of the church that she belonged to. And it weighed heavily on the heart of her niece who wanted to ask for prayer. And she said, she says, well, I'm going to ask anyway. And through our assistance and her as a point of contact, we were able to help her out so that she's up and doing fine. All of the concepts that you buy, consciously and subconsciously, these are the things that determine your experience of life. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant man. The mind is like a merchant man. And what does a merchant man do? He buys and sells. You know, you're in big business. You're in the biggest business there is, and it's really the father's business. But you've got to do your business right. You've got to do your business positively. Mind is the biggest business in the universe. Together? Mind is the biggest business in the universe. And that's what we're about here. And this is what Jesus is trying to tell us. The kingdom of heaven is light. The mind of God operating in man is light, thus and so. I want you to really work with that question. Whose religion have I bought? Whose who God have I bought? In dealing with the children of Israel in the Old Testament Scripture, Jehovah was constantly warning the children of Israel, meaning those who know the law, those who know the Lord, the one law of mind, the one law of consciousness. He was constantly saying, to them. Don't get mixed up with the gods of the Amorites and the Jebusites. Don't get mixed up with the strange gods of Egypt. Don't get mixed up with these gods. Don't get mixed up with those gods. Don't get mixed up with those strange beliefs. The main and most important business of the mind is not to get mixed up with other gods, meaning the belief in other causes other than mind, other than consciousness, other than awareness. That's your constant business. Regardless of how circumstances may look or appear, don't get mixed up with idol gods. Don't get mixed up with other gods. And the moment you blame something else or somebody else, you've got another god. But it's me, it's my mind that I've got to get straightened out. I am the merchant in my mind. I'm the one who bought some idea that I shouldn't have bought and I've got to get rid of it. Don't ever buy the idea that anything can happen or be apart from consciousness. That's the false God. That's the idol God. Don't do business with that idea. Another question you may write. What, what ideas have I bought about myself? Do you realize a lot of people have bought the idea that they're no good? And unwittingly, sometimes parents and loved ones will sell children that idea. You're no good because your daddy's no good. Ran off and left me. No granddaddy was no good. You'll never amount to anything. You know, parents get irritated with their children and just let out a whole long list of negatives. And you know what? Subconsciously, the child buys that. Lady, don't you ever, no matter how irritated you get with your kids, don't you ever say you'll never be any good. Don't you ever make a negative remark about that child. You correct that child, absolutely, but do not ever impress upon that child a negative idea of himself or herself. Never even jokingly. When you see kids playing, sometimes, you know, you, I would hear parents 
Look at kids. It's always be cute. Oh, that's a bad child. <laughs> be careful. That'll meet you at the jailhouse at 3 o'clock one morning. And you'll wonder why. Oh, I tried so hard to raise this child. What idea did you sell that child about himself? A child is subconsciously buying ideas about himself long before his conscious reasoning is developed. A baby in the crib is subconsciously buying ideas. The way that child is touched, the way that child is handled, tells that child something. It tells that child, I am loved or I am not loved. If a child ever buys the idea, I am not loved, he'll have problems. I had the privilege of being a guest at a colloquium at Harvard Medical School Department of Psychiatry. It was very interesting. They tried to get uh, the psychiatrist to debate me, but they said, no, we won't debate him because we're really telling the same thing. But anyway, this is why psychiatrists are having such a terrible time trying to straighten people out because certain subconscious self-concepts are so deeply ingrained into people, even, as I say, from infancy. The subconscious level of mind in people does not have to become developed like the conscious level, because at the subconscious level, you are eternal. The subconscious mind functioning in an infant functions just as perfectly as it does in a 90-year-old person. It's just as impressionable and just as reactive and response. Though the baby's conscious mind isn't developed yet, the intellect isn't developed yet, that subconscious mind is perfectly impressionable. And I'm being purposely redundant about this. So that the infant can tell by the way it is handled, I am love, I am not love. And if that subconscious in that child, that baby, or that person ever gets the idea, I am not loved. That's why people become criminals, you know. They're really asking for love. Do you know that? Do you know that hardened criminals are asking for love? They're begging for love. It's a hell of a way to do it. It's a negative way to do it. But, I mean, all, all, all of these people who do these terrible things, they're begging for love. Will somebody please notice me? Somebody please love me. Somebody please pay attention to me. So I'll go up here and I'll just jump off of the bridge and maybe somebody will notice me. Or maybe if I commit some other act of terror, somebody will notice me. Another thing, I'm going to give you an advantage right now that you probably could never get on a psychiatrist's couch for 50 years. And I want you to probe yourself with this and write this question down. Do I really believe that I am loved? As long as you have doubt, in the depth of your heart as to whether or not you are loved, you are going to have serious problems of all kinds that you would never connect with that. But let me give you now at least a part of the panacea for the situation, whether or not you believe other people love you. Be sure you love yourself correctly. Be sure you love yourself correctly. Now, and I'm not talking about egotism. See, this is why a lot of times, you know, if you just, if you just hear me through the outer ear, you, you say, oh, that Reverend Ike is an egotist. He teaches people to go around saying, I'm God, and, and I'm this, and I'm that, you know. He's proud. It's like some movie star got on television the other night who told me and said, and said, yeah, that Reverend Ike worships money. You see, he only heard this with the outer ear. And when I say money, I'm talking about something much, much greater 
As a matter of fact, I gave one of my definitions for money. Money is the energy of the mind.